Allah says, Man kana, whoever should, yarju, he hopes for. Meaning, whoever hopes for liqa Allah, the meeting with Allah. Whoever believes in the meeting with Allah. Whoever is looking forward to it, striving towards it, desiring it, waiting for it, preparing for it. He wants to meet Allah. That is his ultimate goal. Because that is what will eventually cool and comfort a person's eyes. Seeing Allah, meeting Allah. So whoever wants to meet Allah, فَإِنَّ أَجَلَ اللَّهِ لَآت Then indeed the ajal, the term of Allah, meaning the term decreed by Allah is surely coming. Qiyamah is not far. Death is closer than one's shoelaces even. And Allah is the hearing, the knowing. So don't be impatient. This test is temporary. Just watch what you say. Watch what you do. Be careful. So in this ayah is comfort. That this fitna that you're suffering from in the way of Allah, this ordeal will be over soon. You wonder when the help of Allah will come? It will come. You wonder when this pain, when the suffering will end? Well, remember that the end is near. فَإِنَّ أَجَلَ اللَّهِ لَآت Such beautiful words. You see, when you are suffering from something, what motivates you to keep going is what you're going to get at the end. Isn't it? Like for example, you're working really, really hard to prepare some food, to clean your house, to do laundry. Why? Because very important guests are coming. Right? So even though you're tired, you're working, working, and then what happens? When you meet the person, when they come over, Alhamdulillah. Right? So you're writing an exam, you're studying all night. Why are you studying all night? Why aren't you watching baseball? Why? Why? What's the hope? What's keeping you going is the end. Right? So, in this life also, when a believer is going through difficulties, what keeps him going is this realization that at the end of this is Allah's pleasure. At the end of this is the meeting with Allah. My Rabb. It's the meeting with Allah. Allah says in Surah Al-Inshiqaq, Ayah 6, Ya ayyuhal insan, innaka kadihun ila rabbika kadhan فَمُلَاقِيهِ Oh man, you're going through this life, difficulty upon difficulty, and eventually you're going to meet him. This hope makes a person firm. So he keeps going, he keeps striving, because he knows that everything has its end. Right? Every problem, every difficulty has its end. It seems impossibly long right now, at present, when you're going through that trial, it seems so long. You wonder, when is it going to be over? You reflect on your life and you think, I've been suffering from this difficulty for the past 10 years, for the past 5 years, for the past 2 years, for a whole week now. It seems so long. But this seemingly long life full of problems, what will it feel like on the Day of Judgment? Like an hour? Like a part of a day? Just one day? This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-Kahf, Ayah 110, فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا Whoever wants to meet his Lord, then he must keep trying. He must keep trying. He must do righteousness and he must never associate any partner with Allah. And when a person is facing all these difficulties in his life because of iman, Allah says, وَمَنْ جَاهَدًا And whoever strives... 
whoever's tribes, jihads, whoever's tribes, with all his might, with all his strength, he endeavors, he struggles in obedience to Allah, in staying firm on the path, whether his struggle is against internal obstacles or external ones. Whoever is striving in the way of Allah, like for example, waking up, for example, you know, forcing yourself to read Qur'an, forcing yourself to do your lesson. This is a striving. And for some people, it takes a whole lot of energy to do this. Right? It takes a whole lot of energy. So, وَمَنْ جَاهَدَ And every person's striving is different. Another person's striving could be wearing the hijab every day. So, whoever strives in the way of Allah... فَإِنَّمَا then indeed only يُجَاهِدُ لِنَفْسِهِ He strives for himself. For the benefit of himself. Meaning eventually, he is going to succeed. Eventually, he is benefiting only himself with his struggle on this path. Therefore, strive through your tests, reaching out to Allah, begging Him, imploring Him, asking Him for help. إِنَّ اللَّهَ Indeed Allah لَغَنِيٌّ Surely rich, free of need. عَنِ الْعَالَمِينَ From the worlds. Meaning, Allah doesn't need our striving. If we give up, if we stop, we're only gonna harm ourselves. If a person loses out, if a person loses himself in this way, and he says, I quit, then he loses. Allah doesn't lose anything. So if a person strives in his obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is striving for his meeting with who? With Allah. Right? So فَإِنَّمَا يُجَاهِدُ nafsi. Only he is going to benefit. Allah doesn't need it. Who needs the striving? Who needs it? We need it. You know, for example, parents tell you, Study. Study well. Work hard. You know, we don't want anything from you. We just want you to live a good life. Have you heard these statements? Right? Beta parlo. In Urdu, like they keep telling their children, you know, well, my child to study. Just study. You know, and you're made to feel bad that, oh, we didn't get to study in western universities and look at how much we have paid and how many expenses and how much we've suffered to get here how much we have left back home to come here so that you can have a good education so that you can have a good life so please study why are they after you to study? why? because it's for your own good are they going to benefit? you know sometimes this is what children think my parents want me to become a doctor so that they can live an easy life why should I bother? I'm happy being a comedian Right? So, your parents want you to study, work hard, because they want you to live a good life. Not because they have some hidden motive over there. Right? So, same thing over here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is encouraging us to keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. Because you're gonna benefit. Imagine the reward you're gonna get in the hereafter. And if you stop, if you quit, you're only gonna harm yourself. In Surah Al-Isra, Ayah 7, Allah says, In أَحْسَنْتُمْ أَحْسَنْتُمْ لِأَنفُسِكُمْ If you do good, you do good for your own self. In Surah Al-Fusilat, Ayah 46, Allah says, مَنْ عَمِلَ الصَّالِحًا فَلِنَفْسِ Whoever does good, then it's for himself. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And those who believe, وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And they do righteousness. لَنُكَفِّرَنَّ عَنْهُمْ Surely we will definitely remove from them سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ Their sins. لَنُكَفِّرَنَّ what is نُكَفِّرَنَّ from? 
from the root letters kafara. Right? And kafara literally means to cover. And whenever you think of kafara, think kavara. Okay? To cover. Okay? This is how I remembered. And kafara, to cover, and it's also to erase a sin. In such a way that it was never there. Okay? To erase a sin in such a way that it was never there, it was never done. You know, for example, sometimes certain things are covered in such a way that you cannot even tell they were there. Like for example, in a house, all the dirt is just, all the garbage, everything is just put in one room. Let's say the laundry room and the door is closed and people come in and they're like, oh, what a nice, neat, proper house. Right? So wait until you open the door. So, kafara, right? You just covered everything. It's as if there's no problems. Right? No problems at all. So, لَنُكَفِّرَنَّ We will remove from them سَيِّعَاتِهِمْ their sins. Those who believe and do good deeds, when they go through hardships in life, these hardships, they become a means of erasing our sins, as if they were never there. Like literally, in reality, Allah removes them. We just hide things, right? Allah removes the sins. وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ And surely we will definitely reward them. أَحْسَنَ الَّذِي كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ The best of what they used to do. The thing is that, when a person believes, and you know, in general terms, when a person is in hardship, is it easy to make a mistake then? Hmm? Like for example, when you're fasting, you're hungry, you're thirsty, is it easy to snap out at somebody? Is it? It's very easy. Very easy. Right? When you're worried about your exam, about your translation test, knowing that you haven't done any of the lessons, how are you the morning of the test? And your children come to you for breakfast. How are you? How are you the night before? You know what I mean, right? So when you're in difficulty, when you're stressed out, because of all that you're facing, all the difficulties that are in your life, you end up making mistakes. You end up making mistakes. You say something to your husband, and you're like, Astaghfirullah, what's wrong with me? Here I am studying the Qur'an, and here I am lashing out at him, what's wrong with me? You know, it's not right. And then you correct yourself, and you apologize to him. You know what I mean, it happens. Or the other way, you're not polite with your parents, it happens, mistakes happen. Or because of your Qur'an lesson, you're rushing through your salah. Seriously. Right? We're compromising the quality of our salah because of our test. You understand what I mean? Mistakes happen. Now this doesn't mean that because you're in a difficult situation, you have a license to do whatever you want. This means that when you are in difficulty, because of Allah's deen, because of Allah's Qur'an, right? and you believe and you keep doing righteous deeds, you keep trying, you keep working hard. You keep repenting. You keep seeking forgiveness. You keep fixing up the mess that you make. You keep striving. Because this life is basically about striving, right? You keep doing that. Then what will happen? Allah will erase your sins. Inshallah. Allah will erase your sins. Because He knows, لا الله And He will also reward a person the best reward because of what He used to do. So what's the benefit of continuing Amal Salih despite hardship? Sins are removed. And a person is promised excellent reward from Allah as-Shakur.
وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَحْسَنٌ أَحْسَنٌ over here refers to the reward. The reward will be excellent, best. And it also refers to, we will reward them according to the best of their deeds. So the ultimate reward will not be based on the deeds that were of poor quality, but the best deeds. That is what the reward will be determined by. Now sometimes a person faces difficulties in the path of Allah from those who are from those who are closest to him. Like for example, one's own family, one's own parents, one's own spouse. So how to deal with that? That is mentioned in the following verses, which inshallah we will study in our next lesson. But in these verses, what are some of the lessons that you've taken for yourself? Don't expect life to be easy. Does this mean that you should always expect life to be difficult? Then, when difficulties happen, when difficulties come, don't be surprised over there. Yes? That is a way of correcting yourself that whenever something difficult happens, or there is some form of pain or anything, you always think that it could have been worse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has protected you from what was worse. Exactly. If you are able to say it could have been worse, then you have not reached your lowest point yet. Right? So this means you can keep going. You can keep striving. Yes, the only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. Yes, <laughs> that is right, because success does come before work. I was just thinking actually, because success is from S, right? And work is from W. This is true. This is true, because we want things to be so easy, so simple, and it's not like that. You know, have you ever wondered why every time you open up your juz, you get a headache? Like seriously? You sit down to study, and that is when everybody's hungry? You understand? It happens, right? Why are you being put in this situation? Why? Because it's meant to happen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to test you. How sincere are you to the book of Allah? How you're going to handle this situation? How is your akhlaq going to be? How determined are you that still you will do what you have to do despite the ordeal that you're suffering from? So what really enables us to keep striving is the end goal. Keep your eyes fixed on the end goal. And then things become easier. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us this vision. Let's listen to the recitation. من كان يرجو لقاء الله فإن أجل الله لآت وهو السميع العليم ومن جاهد فإنما يجاهد لنفسه إن الله لغني عن العالمين وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَنُكَفِّرَنَّ عَنْهُمْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ 
Do the people think that they will be left to say, we believe, and then they will not be tried, they will not be tested? They should not think like this. Because Iman is not a way out of worldly problems. Iman, in fact, becomes a source of many worldly problems. It is quite possible that life before Islam, life before becoming religious was quite easy, free of problems. And then life after hijab, life after Qur'an, life after Islam becomes more difficult, more challenging. Why? Because it is the way of Allah to test those who claim to love Him. To test those who claim to believe in Him. To test those who say that there is no deity worthy of worship but Allah. That is it just a lip service? Or is it something that you believe with all your heart and all your soul? That if something or someone becomes an obstacle for you on this path to Allah, then what is it that you do? Do you give up or do you stay firm? So those who believe will certainly be tested. One person will be tested through his family. Another person will be tested through loss of lives of those who are closest, mother, father, children, spouse. Another person will be tested through physical health. Another person will be tested in the social situation that he's in. Another person could be tested financially. There's so many different ways in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests His beloved servants. And what is the reason for this test? Allah says, وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ الصَّدَقُوا وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ That certainly we tried those before them. From the very beginning, Beginning, people have been tested. Adam alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him with his hands. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the angels do sujood to him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created for Adam alayhi salam a spouse, Hawa, so that he's not alone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put Adam and Hawa in Jannah and told them, eat whatever you want. But was that it? No, there was also a test. And what was that test? Eat anything, just don't eat the fruit of this one tree. That's it. That was the test. So from the first man, human beings have been tested. Our father was tested. Every single person was tested. And so we too will be tested. Why? So that Allah will surely make evident those who are truthful. And He will surely make evident the liars. Who is it that is truthful in his claim of believing in Allah, in his claim of loving Allah, in his claim of saying that my life, my death, my sacrifice, my prayer, everything is for Allah. Who is truthful in that? And who is it that is just lying, pretending this belief? On the inside he is hollow. أَمْ حَسِبَ الَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ السَّيِّئَاتِ أَنْ يَسْبِقُونَ Then those who oppress others, those who are creating hurdles for the believers, making their lives difficult, do they think that they can outrun us? Do they think that they can get away with their crimes? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not seize them, He will not hold them accountable, He will not make them suffer the consequences of their evil? No, Allah says, سَاءَ مَا يَحْكُمُونَ Evil is what they judge. Because whoever does evil shall see its results. Even in this world, whoever does evil shall 
see its results, its consequences in this life and in the next. And then when a person is striving in the way of Allah, when a person is hurting in the way of Allah, that with iman, his body is aching, with iman, he's suffering from fear, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, مَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّ أَجَلَ اللَّهِ لَآتِ Whoever should hope for the meeting with Allah, then indeed the term decreed by Allah is coming. وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And He is the hearing, the knowing. Because, like I mentioned this hadith to you earlier, that a believer throughout his life, throughout her life, they're tested. Just like a crop. Right? A crop or grass or such fragile plants. What happens to them when wind blows? They're constantly tossed from side to side. This is something that happens in a believer's daily life. That it's possible that one day he's struggling with himself. You know, your nafs becomes a fitna for you. Your own doubts, your own questions, your own desires can become a big fitna for you. Likewise, another day, another individual could become a big fitna for you. Your own children your own children, your own spouse can become a big source of trial for you. But what is it that makes a believer not give up hope, continue despite the difficulties? What is it that makes him continue? It is the hope in meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That all of this struggle will not go in vain. This patience, this striving, this struggle, this endeavor, it's not going to be useless. It is going to bring me benefit. And it will be inshallah when I meet my Lord. So whoever is waiting, is seeking the meeting with Allah. That is his ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is not to live a happy married life. The ultimate goal is not to become the most beautiful person, is not to become the most well-dressed individual, is not to become the most famous person. The ultimate goal is liqa Allah, meeting with Allah. Which is why even if a marriage falls apart, even if beauty goes away, even if money goes away, even if fame turns into the greatest problem, still a person will not give up. Why? Because liqa Allah is still coming. That is my goal. So I will keep going. I will not give up. وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And a person who is striving, وَمَنْ جَاهَدَ فَإِنَّمَا يُجَاهِدُ لِنَفْسِهِ And whoever strives with all his might, with all his effort, because sometimes you feel completely exhausted in these trials, in these tests. You know, for instance, a person, despite their body ache, is still performing the salah. It is very, very exhausting for them. One of my relatives is extremely old, right? And recently they got a serious injury. And now, you know, for this individual to pray salah even is such a big struggle. In the sense that for her to even put her hijab on, and for her to even... You know, sit and pray and recite those words is so exhausting. But it's amazing. Anytime you go visit her, you will see that next to her bed is a stone for her tayammum. Okay? Yes, sometimes you'll find water, sometimes you'll find fruit, sometimes you'll find a snack, sometimes you'll find the phone. But what is always there is a rock for her tayammum. It's always there. And I can see the difficulty she goes through in praying. So sometimes, really, the most basic things can become such an exhaustive effort. It can really drain you of all your physical strength. 
You know, for instance, to keep going seven days a week, to keep coming every single weekend. You know, it could tire a person out. It could exhaust them. But, وَمَنْ جَاهَدَ فَإِنَّمَا يُجَاهِدُ لِنَفْسِهِ Whoever is striving in the way of Allah, to meet Allah, then he is striving for himself. He's gonna gain. Because a believer, for every step he takes, for every moment of thirst, and for every moment of hunger that he experiences in the way of Allah, what is recorded for him or her? What is recorded? A good deed is recorded. Isn't that what we learn in Surah Tawbah? Right? At the end of Surah Tawbah, that لا يصيبهم غمأن, right? No thirst, no hunger, nothing at all. They suffer in the way of Allah except that إلا كتب لهم به عمل صالح. Except that a good deed is recorded for them. So وَمَنْ جَاهَدَ فَإِنَّمَا يُجَاهِدُ لِنَفْسِهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَنِيٌّ عَنِ الْعَالَمِينَ Allah is rich; He is free of need of all the worlds. You see, sometimes when we're trying really hard, okay? For example, you do your best to clean the house. Now you worked so hard and then as your family comes in, you're like, I'm so tired, I did so much. Right? It's as if they owe it to you. Right? You did so much for them, so they must thank you. Isn't it? You expect it from them. But the thing is that when we do good, when we strive in Allah's way, we're not doing Allah a favor. You understand? We're not doing Allah a favor. We are doing a favor to who? Ourselves. Is Allah going to become richer and more exalted by our worship? No. He is already ghani. He is already exalted. Our worship does not affect Him. Doesn't increase Him in His status. Our praise of Him, our gratitude for Him, our worshiping Him, it does not increase Him in His status. Because He is already the highest of the high. He is already the best. He is already the most excellent one, the most supreme one. So then, if we do good, then who is it that we are benefiting? Ourselves. You know, for example, many times it is that there's a big company, okay? And you're working for them. And somebody says to you, why are you working so hard to make somebody else richer? Right? You're striving so hard, you get such little benefits, you get such little amount of money, right? And the majority of the fruit of your effort is actually being reaped by somebody else. Isn't it? So then what happens? Do we enjoy our work then? No. We find it as a burden. Isn't it? And we think about quitting. We think about switching jobs. We think about you know doing something else. That's going to bring us more benefit. Right? But the thing is that when a person is worshipping Allah, then he's not making Allah richer. Who is he making rich? Only himself. So we can never ever do Allah a favor by reciting His kalam. We can never ever do Allah a favor by doing da'wah. Right? By working for the deen. By doing anything for the service of Islam, for the service of religion. We can never ever do Allah a favor. In fact, we are only doing ourselves a favor. Because, you know, for example, if there's a big company and 50 people, they go on strike. Right? They say, increase our money or we're not working here anymore then what's going to happen? It's possible that the company is going to go bankrupt eventually. If people are not working, if the business is not continuing, then it's going to collapse. If the whole world quits, if the entire creation quits, okay, if, if every single human being quits and says, you know what, I don't want to worship Allah anymore. Is that going to affect Allah? No way. 
Because He can finish us and replace us with a new creation. And in fact, even if there is no creation to exalt and glorify Allah, still that does not affect Him. Because He is Al-Khaliq, the independent one, and we are the makhluq, the dependent one. He is the giver and we are the receivers. He is the one who fulfills needs and we are the ones whose needs have to be fulfilled. So, in Allah laghaniyun anil alameen, He is rich, free from the worlds. And Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's very appreciative. So if a person is striving in the way of Allah, He believes and He does righteous deeds. لَنُكَفِّرَنَّ عَنْهُمْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ We shall definitely remove from them their sins, their evils, their mistakes, their shortcomings, which are of course part of the process. Any person who's struggling, who's striving, he ends up making mistakes. Every human being makes mistakes. So for such a believer who is striving, who's trying, who believes and who does good deeds, Allah will remove his sins from him. And we shall definitely recompense them with the best of what they used to do. Meaning the reward will be according to the most excellent deeds. Their good deeds, their striving in the way of Allah is not going to be neglected. It is going to be appreciated. They are going to be paid for their efforts. They are going to be rewarded for their struggles. It's like at school, like we can work really hard on an assignment or a project and it could like turn out really bad and then the teacher just sees what they got, right? And they... They, we get a mark based on that but they don't see all the hard work we put behind it but in life like being a Muslim Allah sees our hard work and our intention and rewards every single part of our effort exactly it is said that don't tell me how hard you work tell me what you've accomplished I think that's such a harsh statement Right? Don't tell me about how hard you work. I don't want to know if you were up all night, you've been working on this project for a whole week. I want to know the results. I want to see the results. Right? This is how some people are. This is how some employers are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, does He just look at what we've accomplished? No. It's the efforts. From the very beginning, from the moment a person intends to do something, from the moment a person you know, has this wish, has this desire to do something good, from that point onwards, a person is rewarded for even the niyyah that he makes. Which is why sometimes it's amazing. You just have this wish in your heart, you know, I wish I could also do such and such. right? And then you forget about it, thinking that, I don't think I'm deserving of it, I don't think I'm worthy of it. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings that opportunity before you. So Allah, He is very, very appreciative. So why not dedicate your life to Him? Why not earn, strive towards His pleasure? It's 100% worth it. Because Allah is the most appreciative, the most generous.